Welcome to Inbound After Hours. Today we have a podcast on inbound planning for 2018. Okay, and Andrew is the main host today. This is uh, your domain. Yeah, wow. yeah this yeah. is me. So hopefully you can add a, a load of value to the, uh, to the yeah. listeners. Yeah. <laughs> so let's kick this off with our first question. If we want to get up and running, Inbound Marketing 2018, where should we begin, Andrew? Well, now, really. From timeline-wise, um, start sort of now because we found a lot of people that you, you might be you know being top spot and be thinking oh, I'll wait till Jan get my budget signed off and hit the ground running next year we found when you do that just with what's involved with the prep and the nature of inbound marketing you're going to struggle to see results in your first six months so um, we always advise now is a perfect time because you've got three months of the year left to well less than two mm-hmm. but um you can get all your planning done get hubspot set up get all your audits your strategy done and then first of january you'll come in and actually start creating content you might be able to get stuff created now um the more you do this side of the year um you're going to be ahead so definitely start now um start your planning and that all starts with uh, looking at your, what you want to achieve, which you can go through. Okay. So hit the ground running. Do you agree with that, Ricky? Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, I'm on, on the sales side of an agency, so I have a lot of conversations this time of the year about people wanting to get started in yep. January. It's a, it's a common theme. And like Andrew said, most people uh, make the assumption that let's start 1st of Jan. But you're, you're wiping off Q1, really, in getting started. Yeah. Um, your first quarter's results, which would be Q2, will be your lowest results. So you're really halfway through the year before you start seeing some traction. Mm. Um, so we, our process goes, we'd spend a month on strategy, um, then we'd spend a month on setup, then we'd go into our uh, ongoing deliverables. So now is actually a good time, because if you took November to do your strategy, got everyone around the table, talked about buyer personas, buyer's journeys, did your keyword research, everything that you need to do in an inbound strategy. Got that ready with everybody um, before people start going away for December as well. Then you've got December to to get to get it all ready. So you'll need to get your automation software set up if that's HubSpot or whatever you choose to use. Mm-hmm. Get your ads accounts ready if you're going to use ads as part of your strategy. Optimize your social media channels. Make sure your blog set up and responsive. Make sure you have a landing page. So December can be your tech setup month, and that's quite a good time to do it because it'll be quite quiet in most industries. Uh, then you can, when you come back after your holidays in January, get just hit the ground running. You've done your strategy, your uh, accounts are all ready to go. So I, I actually quite like starting 1st of November. Yeah. I think it works really well. It's a good time as well for inbound education and, and getting your team on board, getting the whole company like aligned for the new year from a marketing and sales perspective, just getting people in a room, building out your personas, depending on what industry you're in. Um, you, sh- you might be a little bit quieter in December before everyone gets away. They might, you know, have a little bit more time. They're reviewing the year, looking ahead to next year. It's a really good time to sort of, well, do that review, decide how you're going to do it differently, and grab people. You're going to come back in January if you want to start. People have got a full inbox. They've got their own and set in their own minds what they want to do. So okay. it's a valuable time now. You're definitely going to get your jump on your competitors if they're all starting 1st of Jan. Mm. You're starting 1st of November. You're going to notice a big difference in what you get out of 2018. Yeah. Okay. No, thank, thanks for that, Ricky, as well. I mean, you've just sort of quickly talked through the, the setup and the strategy. Um, you know, where, where should we start with our first campaign? What should it look like? And how do we plan it? Just a bit more detail. Yeah, so the, 
the way we normally do. Uh, the very first thing is the strategy phase. Um, that all starts with analysing your current marketing or looking at what you've currently got going and trying to build it backwards into a bit of a, a sales, a marketing and sales funnel. Um, that will give you, um, if you know what you need to generate, how many sales you need to make, what the conversion rate is at each stage of everybody involved from sales to marketing, you can build that out and you'll understand right at the very top how many views to your website you need yeah. to, to get that if everyone else you know holds their end of the bargain. Uh, it's the way we normally do it with clients. Um, it quickly will show you, you know, it will give you a rough idea of you know, how many blogs I need to be doing, how many emails I need to be sending, how many meetings do I need to be organising so you can sort of think, this is how busy my calendar is going to have to be in the new year. Um, once, once we've done that, get that agreed, you sort of set some goals and targets. Um, that'll quickly, again, give you a bit of a reality check of like how big a job, you, you know, most people, we've probably talked about this on the podcast before, is inbounds, cool, you know, I'll write a blog a month and we'll get around to doing a white paper at some point and it's a bit of a shock sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. So again, a good time to do it this side of the year rather than coming back after Christmas with a full belly thinking, oh, I've got to do 20 blogs a week now. Yeah. Like, you're going to, you know, speak to everyone, get everyone on board, get all your information. So if inbound's going to go wrong, it's because you've missed that phase out strategy, yeah. isn't it? And you've just gone, right, I'm ready, I'm going to start blogging today, it's Monday. Yeah, that what am I going to write about ends as well. well. And if you're thinking, what am I going to write about at any point, you've, you've done it wrong. And yeah. you've, you've got to miss the mark. It's likely you haven't done persona research, which we always talk about, it's critical to everything. You've got to just, you're going to miss the mark. Mm. Um, so taking that month to do strategy. Um, yeah. I know people have bosses and they don't like to hear that, but... The reality is it saves money down the long run, mm. it gets you the results down the long run, so you're going to have yeah. to carve that time out. So once we've got those sort of top high level goals set and agreed, um, we would, um, it's the same for in-house as it would be us, you know, we go into a business but you go in-house, you can do this yourself, just um, start thinking about your personas and who you're trying to target um, of the 50 people your boss thinks you sell to, you know, <laughs> pick three, uh, which is pretty difficult sometimes. Um, We've got some good templates Great. Um, which okay. you can download. Just keep it simple at first. You can write reams and reams about these people um, and you should know them quite well if you're in-house, hopefully. Yeah. Um, shouldn't take you, you know, you can get your first drafts done and then you, what you want to do is um, speak to people and disprove what your assumptions are in that persona draft. Um, so put something together. Um, do You'll you be speaking to them at quite a quiet time period as well yeah that's something I've never thought about but yeah it's a good persona research in November and December they're actually probably gonna have more time for you yeah so your sales team your customers anyone you've got a decent relationship with your boss you know speak to them grab them get your personas done um then you just you just build out all your strategy documents so you've got your buyer's journeys if you know inbound marketing that's the next phase so talking about that person who they are each stage of that buying journey how they're feeling what sort of questions, problems and resolutions they're looking for. Um, once you've got those nailed down and everyone's happy and you think, you know, these are people you really want to speak to, probably pick up the most resonant pain point. Um, also at the same time do a bit of a content audit. So have a look around your business, see what you've got. You might have a catalogue, you might already have some sort of report that's actually looked really boring but you could just rejig it in slides and put it out yeah. there. It could be really helpful to people. Do a bit of a content audit, then we map that content audit across the buyer's journey, so you'd um, quickly spot gaps. Then, <coughs> depending whether you've got tons of content 
with gaps or none at all. If you've got tons with gaps, that's good because you can just fill in the gaps and it's quite easy and you know that you're doing the right thing the first time. If you've got absolutely nothing, I'd probably say have another look because you probably do have a pricing might guide. Be in the sales catalog, side, might yeah. testimonials, case it, studies, things people It might be something on a web page that you just need to put into a PDF. Um, everyone should have a pricing guide, a price list or a catalog of some form or some sort of terms document. Yeah. Everyone's got that, create that. If you haven't got that, create it. Um, and then you can do it two ways. You could start at the awareness stage. Um, you're going to bring in more people um, but with a potential, uh, you know, they may be unqualified and it'll take a while. So depending again on the database size you've actually got, go that way, build that and then try and nurture them. Or you could work from decision back and just create very valuable things for the people that you know are sort of already there, just depending on what your database looks like to start with. Um, ideally though, you want to, your first three campaigns, if you have nothing, would be make sure you've got one thing at each stage very quickly. Okay. So um, one awareness, one consideration, one decision, yeah, piece of content. as a bare minimum to, yeah. to get you up and running. Then once you've got one or two decision things, you know, really, unless you really need more to help with the sales process, I'd just focus on awareness and consideration, really. Blog-wise, um, awareness. And then, you know, it should go like that. Um, purely because you want there's more people at the awareness stage with, with problems that you can answer quickly um, and when you've got one comparison if it's against your biggest competitor that should serve all those people eventually when they're ready to talk about it so where we're up to now so we've got the guides um, once you know what your guide is um, this has changed quite recently but you've got want to start thinking about how you're going to get people to that guide um, you're gonna, um, if you've got HubSpot or a tool, you're going to build your landing pages and all your, your bits around that. But from a content strategy perspective, you're going to think about within that guide, what are all the themes, what are all the small topics that relate to that one big pillar theme. Um, you want to map that out. The way we do it is a bit of a mind map. So yeah. it would go, um, if we're talking about HubSpot, for example, you might have something about pricing, something about features, something about... Um, integrations, all the different things that relate, and then we just just a brain dump of all the little tiny little topics around that, and you create this huge map, and then they are kind of your blog titles, and you've got to do your keyword research, expand those out into questions that you can answer, um, and yeah, look at your keyword strategy, build that in. Um, now we're looking at, well, we're starting doing pillar content pages, so slight change, it's probably one for another podcast, yeah. but... Yeah. It's a landing page times a million. You know, you sort of everything ties back on the same anchor link, um, and you're just trying to rank, um, rank for things by topic and theme rather than individual keyword. Although, still do that as well. Um, so yeah, you. I mean, I'm rushing through this a little bit for the sake of the podcast, but yeah, once you've agreed your blog titles, um, and that's all. Ti- that's all tying back to that same piece that everyone's happy to pr- produce you're on to a winner really and as long as you're writing it in a way that is good and connected and you're leading people down that route you're going to hit your goals because you're only going to be targeting the right sorts of people um so yeah we we use like a sort of a fancy sort of planning hub we sort of map everything out we have a centralized document um i suggest creating something similar map out your titles by keyword by journey stage persona uh theme and brief and map it all out and then um you're good to go really and um, obviously writing blogs is another yeah. another thing but 
Yeah. Once you've got all that ready, you've just got to build it and start writing. Start delivering. Yeah. So it's good, Andrew. I can imagine some of these listeners, that can probably overwhelm them a little bit. We yeah. understand it. We, yeah. we, we're 100% on board. It's not If someone's new to this, yeah. I mean, you mentioned it, what we've done is build a series of templates, what people can download yeah. free of charge. Yeah. So what's involved in that template pack then? We have the personas, yeah. the buyer's journeys. Yeah, so you've got your personas, your buyer's journey templates, you've got a workflow template. Yeah. So you can map out a simple eight flow um, in there. And that's quite handy to get up and running. We've got the sales marketing funnel. Yeah, you, you can fill that. that out. You do your own calculations, right. but you can just add that all in. What else is on there? Oh, the content, content audit. audit. Content audit. Content audit is very simple. You know, you list what you've got and you just add it to what stage of the buyer's journey. We've got that in there. Those are the five. Yeah. Yeah. If you can do those five, you're in pretty good place from a strategy perspective. There's right. obviously other things involved, like keyword research and stuff like that but if you can do those five things from a content perspective you've probably got most things you need mm. to, to deliver a decent inbound marketing strategy and with the, the rushed explanation of that the planning phase really I think start small to, to be honest if, if you're new to this um, don't try and blog every day or if you can't yeah. blog every week don't, don't don't rush it I think what you need to do is all this is great planning, create this big plan. You know, you might be the one marketer who's really on board with this, but you need to get buying resource, you need all the help you can get. So if you need to start small, do that. Focus on getting your guide done, focus on setting it up in HubSpot correctly, connect your social media, and then just figure out how much blogging you can realistically do. Yeah. You as a marketer might only have you might only be able to do one a week yourself, you might be busy with other stuff. If you can get help from other people to plan out topics and answers or bullet point record audio notes with answers to questions that you have that might just speed up your process um, start slow and try and build up rather than trying to hit the ground running first to jam three blogs a week and then after two weeks you've only done one and you're disheartened I'd do try for one a week That's I think that's the bare minimum really and then try and work your way up um, and you might get to two a week and find that that's bringing in plenty of leads for you. So don't don't try and bite off more than you can chew in your first campaign. I think a realistic sort of looking set of deliverables, maybe we can put this in the podcast notes, is uh, have a major content focus per quarter. So an ebook, an um, infographic, a checklist, a comparison guide, whatever it is, a major content piece a quarter, then tie in 12 blogs to that. So a yep. blog a week over that 12 month period. And then the others will vary, but I'd say a minimum a social share every day per channel that you choose to go on, um, a segmented targeted email a month. If you can get your email automation going, obviously that's going to help you and you can get your uh, roundup of your blogs going out monthly using something like HubSpot or another tool and your automation email going on in the background, those are going to help you out. Mm -hmm. um, and build some SEO into there as well. You've really got to be doing some outreach every month. So again, set yourself a realistic target, maybe 20 a month reaching out to, to try and get links back in. That's going to help you rank for those short tail keywords, the money keywords that your boss wants to rank for, but it's also going to help you rank your blogs, which is really important because if you're sitting writing blogs, and the titles aren't ranking anywhere mm. it's not going anywhere so yeah. carve some space out for that but I'd say that's a, that's a pretty minimum plan um, to, that I'd if I was getting started with inbound I've not done it before those are the sorts of deliverables I'd be setting myself yeah that's great that's something you mentioned there Ricky people don't do it's the outreach 100% so 20 links a month if you can outreach could be a guest blog yeah. for example 
I mean, what's our conversion rate on that? We look at one to two links back from 20 outreach. I'd say so, yeah. I think if you're... If you've never done outreach, I think that that's probably quite a hard target. Yeah. Mm. I think if you can realistically, if you get one link in a month that's good quality, that's good relevancy, it's yeah. going to do you wonders. So um, try that. Obviously, just track how you get on. And again, it's a bit like pipelining from a sales perspective. So if you if you start first of Jan instead of first of November, you've done your two months strategy and set up. You start your outreach. You might not get a link until. May, June, mm-hmm. and again, those links take time to index and give mm-hmm. you um, benefit. So it might be middle of the year. Uh, so those two months that you shave off here, what is going to help with that? But set yourself a realistic goal, reach out to 20 people a month. By month three, you'll probably build yourself a good pipeline and you'll start getting regular links in. Okay. Um, but don't forget that in the strategy, and most people do. They do, yeah. That's why we brought it up. So, okay, great. So, how should we plan out the first year and what should people expect? in over 2018 so we're starting now how do we plan it i think people are probably more familiar with things like ppc where they expect to switch it on and get leads um anyone who's done seo or social or anything like that will know that the organic inbound is a bit of a long game and i think that's really important when you're pitching inbound trying to get buy-in internally to your boss that you don't give yourself any uh, false pretenses about how this is going to go. You're not going to start um, an inbound plan now and be getting a dozen more leads than you're getting now by Jan Feb. Yeah. You've really got to, I mean, we always say, look, right off the first six months, and that's not, you're not going to get anywhere or anything, but don't hang your hat on it. You're going to get incremental increases every single month. Uh, from a traffic and leads perspective, but your real curve, when it's gonna have a big impact on your business, I'd say average is about nine months. Mm. Uh, Nine months of deliverables, so by the time you've done three quarter plans, um, like Andrew said, if you're new to inbound, quarter three is the time that you've got an awareness, consideration, and decision piece of content anyway. So it's the first time you've had full funnel marketing to start with. Um, But I'd say say nine months is pretty, normal Um, sometimes it's earlier sometimes it's six sometimes it's later sometimes it's like 12 but um, I'd be looking to try and get traction around the nine month point Mm -hmm. I think if it's that's I'm just listening and thinking that's that's really hard for any announced marketer to like sell that and I I feel that as um, you know on the agency side so I think you're thinking, oh, I haven't got any chance. HubSpot's quite pricey, you know, yeah. it kind of costs a lot of money to get this a year in. I just think of your campaigns and try and just uh, demonstrate the value to the company, whether or not you're, you know, building a knowledge base, building out an FAQ, something that can help the sales team. You know, the guy that you create could be a really good sales tool. So you might create that in your first campaign, knowing full well that organically this isn't going to get traction for another six months, but. I'll print it out, the sales team will all get a copy and then when they're out doing what they do, that's going to help them. If you can add even just a little bit of outside value, which if it's true inbound, it is going to help everyone. And you can get it out there, you can put stuff on on the site, show off and get your social following up. The leads might not be there, but as long as the activity's there and people who are um, needing to sign it off can see that you're doing something really positive in maybe in an industry that doesn't have anything like that, it can really help. Mm-hmm. So don't be, um, whilst there's all this work and all this planning, don't be tempted to sort of lock yourself away in a cupboard 
and just get your head down so you can get all these blogs done because you know it's going to work in six months time I would really have an eye on the other people in the business yeah. even if you're just involving them regularly in catch-ups and persona updates and uh, asking them questions about their problems or what the customers have asked them that week people think oh there's something going on here and then six months will pass in no time rather than you just being sat there doing your ebooks. people you know you just have to have that eye on the business I think which really helps yeah. you get through that first year I think when you're trying to pitch it into a boss you've got to meet him at his level yeah. mm. uh, he's probably actually had a lead generation problem ever since he started his business most yeah. businesses have struggled to get enough leads to meet the goals of the business owner so he's had that problem all the time and the way to address it is we can solve this for you it's not an overnight fix most business owners are in it for the long term anyway so they're they're booked for that mm-hmm. um, and try and pick an analogy that works for them I, I like to do that so if you're in uh, if you're on a state agency just say hey we can keep renting putting our money into PPC putting a dollar in getting next dollars out we can do that forever but realistically we're never going to increase without spending more yeah. and your ROI is going to say the same and yeah. if you're comfortable with that that's like renting or you can buy you can start investing now yeah. we can pay off the mortgage blah 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 uh, do it that way and over time that's a lot better for you financially mm-hmm. than, than constantly renting right. uh, so try and find an analogy that will work for them there's loads if you're in manufacturing or whatever but that's the way I look at it this is a long term investment this is going to benefit the company not just from a leads and marketing perspective it's going to make you thought leaders mm-hmm. it's going to uh, enhance your brand it's going to enhance the value of your company because ultimately you've got this organic tap that can't be switched off like PPC can be. Um, so I think you've just got to meet them where they're at and meet them on their level. I think that's quite important. But if you can do that, most yeah. most owners are up for that. Uh, not they're not all unreasonable. You've got to be honest because yeah. if you're not, you're gonna you're gonna hang yourself. You're gonna end up yeah. being out of a job in six months because you hopefully only well not hopefully but you're probably coming into this as an idea because the other stuff isn't working. Yeah, so as long exactly. as you can clearly paint that picture yeah. of yeah. what hasn't worked, then say there isn't another option now this is the way like this is what we need to be doing Um, and you know if you can show that you're absolutely motivated by this and you're really on board with it the owner should like that and you know think oh okay run with it you know you're 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 being energized by this so Mm -hmm. there's not there's probably one in a hundred i speak to that just don't get it yeah um and if your boss is one of them then best of luck that's that's a hard slog but most of them when you spell out how inbound works everyone gets it you Mm -hmm. say when you were last bought your car, what did you do? Walk in the sales room and ask them what the best mile per gallon car is, or did you go online and Google it and find out yourself? If you start talking through scenarios, they know how this works. They, yeah. They'll use the internet in this way themselves. Uh, again, it's that, it's meeting them where they're at. Yeah. We, we call it holding earth. So sometimes yeah. you might get to that six months and these leads kick in, some will be right on the brink of the nine months yeah. and that holding earth guy, mm-hmm. and suddenly everything starts starts working so it's all about we be honest with our clients in, even in the yeah. early pitch definitely yeah, so you have to be. This, this could take a year yeah just be honest if you if we lose a deal we lose a deal at least we've been honest it's saying yeah. for the listeners be honest with your boss definitely that's a good point because you're going to come to uh, hold your nerve crossroads yeah. in inbound with yeah. anybody um, a couple of ways you can help is by trying to get some explaining the process yeah. and securing some PPC budget for those early months um, obviously that has other benefits like you can test out your landing pages, you can test out mm-hmm. your workflows. If you can get some paid budget, you could kind of try and level out those leads. It's not the 
it's not my favorite strategy. I like the true inbound way and just yeah. people being bought in. But if you have particular business objectives you need to hit in those first six months, just say, hey, I can't guarantee this is gonna do it. So why don't we try filling the void a little bit with some social ads or something like that that's more immediate. Okay, you, you um, hit a good point then about as soon as you stop PPC, that's it. No more leads, just yep. totally Gone. finishes. Forever, yeah. I mean, listeners, um, they know that they can actually back this up with a bit of PPC in the early days and you can slowly tailor that off yeah, just exactly. to support that. Yeah, more organic leads come in, so there's another option. It's the opposite way to inbound costs. If you look, uh, HubSpot's got a lot of case studies on it. Uh, we've, we're seeing it ourselves now because we're about six years into our blogging journey, but uh, most of HubSpot's leads and visitors come from, uh, <laughs> sorry, put me off, uh, historic, um, historic blogs. So blogs are three, four years old. Um, so that's that's the opposite to PPC. What you've invested in now is going to be paying you dividends in five years. Yeah. Did you see that, Ricky? The uh, the new soundboard. I know. Yeah, I did. It caught me on my eye. I didn't even notice. I thought it was going to. No, I'm well away, mate. I thought it was going to clog Mark on the back of the head. Yeah, good. That's not heavy. Yeah, that's no. why I was laughing. <laughs> Bit of excitement on the podcast. Shoddy workmanship. Yeah, yeah. we'll put that up. Yeah. <laughs> We're not looking at you, Mark. Yeah. Let's talk about. You know, what, where can it go wrong? Why doesn't it work for some people? We know inbound works, but for some people it doesn't. What, what are they doing wrong? I know. Come on, I don't know. So, we'll just talk about holding your nerve. Um, yourself, the client, your boss, your peers, whatever it is. <laughs> if you don't hold your nerve, not only are you probably going to stop too soon, but if you start changing tact two months in, yeah. Three months in, even four, yeah. it's depressing to say the least because yeah. you can't just keep the cadence going with content. If you change the topic you're talking about, you start from square one, okay. um, your keywords are different, your tone's different, whatever it is, you change. So, yeah, two months into a campaign, if your boss says, let's not do that, let's let's just right, forget you, that ebook, it's all well and good, we need yeah. to send out this offer book or whatever it is, just try your best to carry on doing that try and do that as well because we found it's you sort of the nicest possible way you chuck out everything you've done um you're going to have learned from from putting it together and you're going to know the the tool and inbound a bit better but results wise unfortunately that six months is sort of pretty protected and as Definitely. soon as you, you change you go back to square yeah. one so please don't change yes you know that through experience definitely 100 yeah, percent. yeah um, we've had clients sort of change the product yeah yeah i mean that's it, it depending on what industry you're in can be tricky mm-hmm. because if you're in a startup environment yeah. or you've got i mean a lot of this stuff you know even if you've got an existing company but you're bringing in a new product inbound can be quite attractive um you've got to be very careful um in what you're doing and, and stick to something that may be resistant to even the product changing if you're talking about a very top level problem you can still bring in people to your database that you can help rather than being so specific on a certain feature for example um so i'd say that's some where you can go wrong um that, and that boils back to strategy doesn't it as yeah. well if you're changing two months in your strategy was wrong yeah at the start and it wasn't really agreed yeah. people might say that sounds good at the time but if they're changing yeah. two months in it obviously it wasn't, wasn't and they no. weren't that confident in it so it has to just be reminded that you know, get them to sign something if you can. Yeah, you know, you know, is, I know you, you can't. This is who we that. are. This is why we're unique. This is our niche. This is how we're going to talk. This is going to be our content and stick to it. Yeah, um, if you need businesses need to change, but 
the important bit is if if they're going to change, everyone's on the page that look, we're going, we're starting again. Mm. If they have to change, when is the best time? <laughs> I'd say I'd say once your account's mature, like you two or three years into it, you you've got some scope for change because you're still going to get the results in that your yeah, marketing's you been doing. Something. So if you want to add on a new product or something like that, do it when you when your yeah. account's a bit more stable. That point about changing is only painful when there isn't anything already going on. Yeah. And you've got stuff coming in anyway, and you might be into your seventh campaign. Yeah, yeah. you want to scrap that halfway through. You've still got that to back, back you up. Um, the other thing is just starting too quickly. Uh, I know we just talked about starting yeah. now. Let's just say, forget that, Digital 22. I'm going to start in January. I'm not really going to... I know my persona's in my head. And I know 10 things they need to know, and I'm just going to write this blog and get it out there. I've never seen that work personally, unless no. you... You know, I just yeah. don't think you're going to hit the nail on the head there. Um, you're not going to get the buy-in. So, yeah, don't rush into it. Don't just have a crack at it. Just take the time to plan. It protects you as a marketer. You can get people to buy in and sign off quickly. Yeah. Don't, you know, you're six weeks into writing blogs off the top of your head and your boss is like, what are you doing? You, if you've got all these your strategy documents, you've had your meetings, you've got everyone to buy in and raise their objections at the time and, and work through those before you even touch putting anything on the website, yeah. you can go, well, look, we had all those meetings and you agreed that this is the right thing to do. So protect yourself completely and get that done and take take that extra couple of months. Um, so yeah, rushing and changing, two very bad things. I'd say also another area I see people going wrong is underestimating the workload big time because if you're if you're one person in a company, this you can pro I don't know, I was gonna say you can probably do it, but I don't think you can. You can I don't no, think well, you can. We, like we've, and we've seen it. it. Yeah. Um, we, we work with in house marketers and obviously people do varying levels and Sometimes we get them saying, oh, I'll do that, I'll do that, and it doesn't get done, because you, you're getting pulled all over the place. Um, and the learning curve as well. It's big, isn't it? Yeah. And there's too many hats as well. Like, if you're going to be really good at um, designing emails, co coding out landing pages and emails, writing copy, doing SEO, doing PPC, doing social, one doing analytics, one person doing all that is a very, very mm. special person. Well, we'd hire him if we <laughs> Yeah, no. Yeah. And normally, the... the you're either good at the creative side, you're good at the analytical side, you're good, they're, they're very different skill sets. Mm. So I think that's hard to- and Don't put that pressure on yourself if mm. you can help it. Like no one wants that unless you're stuck, you know, yeah. you can get help with content, just get people to buy in and help in whatever way they can. If you can outsource stuff, great. If you can't, don't take it all on at once. You know, don't do that PPC at yeah. the start. If you can't manage it, you're just going to chuck your money down the drain. Um, there's the bare minimum, which you're probably going to have to work your way through the HubSpot Academy and learn or whatever it is, but don't bite off more than you can chew because you won't get it done. Real good. Key takeaway there, guys. We've got a couple of minutes left. We want to do a separate podcast on this, but let's just uh, have a discussion about GDPR. And obviously this will be hitting us next year. Yeah. How can guys prepare for this? So I, I guess without going too much into GDPR because it's a huge subject, I guess with the theme of this I'd just say it gives you even more emphasis that now's a good time to start because that's coming in May yeah. and you need to be ready because come May quite a few avenues are gonna and doors are gonna shut on you. So yeah. if your boss is currently making you buy data lists, uh, making people cold call, um, sending out unsolicited mail, all these sort of things Take that people, people off LinkedIn, yeah, scraping all these LinkedIn emails and all this sort of stuff. If you're doing all this now, then 
th those doors are going to close on you and you're going to face options in May of either shut all my lead sources or be run illegal mm. activities mm. and be fined is it 20% of your revenue or something insane like that um, so I'd say that gives you more reason to do this now if you realistically if you started inbound now uh, did your two months this side of the year then started your campaigns in Jan by May you'll be five months in that that'll just you'll be on the edge of that starting to yeah to happen and work for you yeah. so um i'd say yeah it's a good reason to do it inbounds on the right side of gdpr yeah. like people are opting in um you can prove get, also i think the thing content, is yeah. yeah actually having an exportable list of how i've got in touch with these people and what they've done on my site and how i've actually used their data yeah. uh, you may well have brought them in um in the right way but if you can't prove it if you don't have a tool with visibility like HubSpot you're going to be in the same position as someone that's got them nefariously yeah. or whatever no exactly so I'd say it's just a good a good time for a push if you have to set again if you have to come and sell it into your boss yeah. show him what GDPR is all about and those avenues are going to close so if we don't start bringing leads into us in an opted in fashion then We've got some big choices to face, so I'd rather be on this side of the GDPR battle. We've got some issues with it in terms of an inbound industry. We've got mm -hmm. to figure out how to uh, get active consent, and we've got to figure out how to do these things. But in reality, they're very easy fixes compared to I'm a call center company, I'm yeah. a um, scraper company, I'm a yeah. data company. They've got some huge battles to face. I'd rather be on this side of the GDPR fence, yeah. for sure. Great, so key takeaways is start now. Yep. We've got a full template pack, which is free on yep. visual22.com. Yep. If you listen on the podcast, download that. If you want to speak to these guys as well, just give them a ring or yep, reach sure. out on Twitter and they'll help you. Yep. Simple yeah, as that. Definitely. Okay, thank you very much. Enjoyed that. Yeah, that was good. good stuff. Yeah. And we'll put the rest in the show notes, links to the templates. Yep. We've got a GDPR yep. blog. Got a guide on that. Yep. Got a guide on that. And anything else we can think of, we'll put in the show notes, which will help you guys out. Thanks again for listening and watching and we'll see you soon. Cheers guys, thank you. Bye. Bye.